You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. We all have a story, and everyone's story, as far as I'm concerned, is their own personal journey. When you're dealing with recovery, it's your personal journey, and this is why it's no set way to recover. What I can expect is the unexpected, man. That is all I can expect on my journey. My guest today is named Jeff Vickers. He is an author and he's currently writing a series of books called Sober Slogans. The first book in that series is called Recovery Mottos We Love. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, buddy. Uh, uh, Definitely appreciate you tuning in and listening to this podcast from this good brother that I recently met, man. My name is Jeff Vickers and um, hmm. I am what I describe, I self-describe myself as a recovering addict and a sober enthusiast. And what I what I mean by sober enthusiast is that I'm 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 very, very sincerely enthusiastic about living a life of sobriety. And that's because I struggled with drug addiction as well as uh, sex addiction, as well as food addiction for over 30 years. And um, I came to the realization not too long ago, to be honest, which was going on eight months, but I came to the realization that I no longer needed nor wanted to walk that path. So when I say that I'm enthusiastic about my sobriety, I mean, I wear it on my sleeve, you know, um, I was the kind of addict that I would, whew, I would smoke crack while police were literally across the street in broad daylight, not care. You know, um, I was the guy that would have 2000 in my pocket and I would be sleeping in dumpsters. My, my addiction just, it was, it was crazy, man, you know, and um, I'm at a point in my life where I came to the realization that there was an absence within me and I had to find that absence. And, 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 you know, I looked to fill that void with all kinds of things with food, you know, even though I've, I've never been overweight or obese because of the, you know, metabolism, but, um, I, I tried to fill that void with food. I tried to fill that void with sex and I tried to fill that void with with drugs and dysfunctional relationships and when 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 i realized that nothing could make me happy if i was not happy within myself was the day that i i, I really woke up you know so um my message is simple to be honest with you brett you know um do have an upcoming book you know coming out it's actually a series it's called sober slogans the first installment is called Recovery Models We Love. And um, this is seven of those, you know, and this is um, cross uh, 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 organizational as far as recovery is concerned, because some people in NA use it, some people in AA use it. These are just common uh, 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 recovery models. I'm, I'm going to name them. And this is how it goes in the book as well, chronologically. Keep coming back is chapter one. You know, done heard that so many times. You know what I mean? Keep coming back. Keep coming back. Quite amazingly, that was the one that 
my ex-sponsor, who was only my sponsor for about a week, actually, um, when I got sober, it was the memory of him telling me, keep coming back, that led me onto my road. It just kept playing in my head, playing in my head, you know? And, um, you know, I started the book off with that, that chapter and that, um, that motto because it, it resonates with me so well. You know, that motto is not just for the newcomer, but it's for the person that has 10 years sobriety. It's for the person that has 20 years sobriety because the day that I believe recovering addicts forget to come back is the day that they start slipping into relapse mode. You know, keep coming back, meaning keep keep going back to what has led you. And everybody's program is different. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody's journey in recovery is different. So if I'm a hardcore uh, uh, meeting goer, you know, and I make meetings, you know what I'm saying? Aside from COVID, aside from any social, you know, constraints, if I'm the type of guy that, you know, it's mandatory for my recovery and my sobriety for me to make a meeting every day, then I need to loop that in my head, keep coming back, coming back to those meetings, coming back to being engaged in that environment, which is the network, you know, which within that network, what we're really speaking about is the spiritual connection between one addict and another addict. You understand what I'm saying? Regardless of what that addiction has looked like, you know what I mean? Because it's really not about how the addiction manifests itself. It's about, as far as I'm concerned, that common void within all of us. You know, for me, it could, for me, it definitely was crack cocaine. For somebody else, it could have been heroin, but that's just the outward manifestation of what we seek based on our upbringing, based on our personalities that we we try to, you know, stuff ourselves with to fill that void. But it doesn't really matter what your addiction looks like underneath it all. I don't care if it's, what's this guy's name? Oh man, don't get me started. My boy DMX, I don't know if you, you follow hip hop. I don't know. DMX just passed away due to a drug addiction that he struggled with for probably as much time as I have because he's a couple of years older than me, you know? So I know for 30 odd years, DMX was struggling with crack cocaine addiction and it just took him out. You know, that's why I keep coming back. It's extremely important to me. It's like, once you forget it, bro, you know what I mean? You can't move forward and backwards at the same time, you know? It's just impossible to do so from a, a physical perspective, right? And I think it's also impossible from a spiritual perspective. You know, you can't be moving forward, growing spiritually and going backwards at the same time. So you got to make a choice, you know, and I choose to keep moving forward. So I keep, you know, saying to myself, keep coming back. And um, the next one, in the book that's extremely important to me is, is something that I keep at the top of my head. You know, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. My mom has just celebrated 19 years clean and sober, right? And throughout my life of me, you know, going back and forth, getting high, that was her thing. She used to always tell me that when it's too many, I'm like, whatever, ma, come on. You got your little clean time. But I remember when she like, I do. I'm trying to tell you one is too many and a thousand is never enough. You know, 
that's kind of self-explanatory. You know, it really is as far as I'm concerned. But when it comes to my addiction. We good? Yeah, sorry about that, man. Man, listen, it happens. I I was just, you know, I got to be honest. Check out Insecure I am, right? I, I ain't never got to probably be real. I was like, oh, shit. Brett ain't like what I was talking about. He's just straight. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it pops up, reconnecting, 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 and nothing, nothing, nothing. And then a second later it said that the meeting's been ended by the host. And I was like, no, I didn't end it. Yeah, so it started cutting off. You had just gotten into the one or two many a thousands never enough, and then it I it started chopping and then I, I totally lost you, man. Okay. Yeah, so the second chapter in the book, which definitely hits home, is one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And my mom, she she uh she just celebrated nineteen years clean and sober, and that's one of her favorite ones, and she used to, you know. Tell me that over and over again. And I understood it, you know, surface. But um, when I sat back and I really thought about my addiction, like, dude, I am I am compulsive, obsessive when it comes to my addiction. I can't stop. You know, so for me, a thousand when I say a thousand is never enough. I don't care if I have. a half a ounce of cocaine on the table and my heart rate is up to one hundred and thirty beats per minute, I am going to smoke until I fall asleep or until it just seems like I physically can't touch it no more. That's how bad my addiction was. You know, um, I grew up in the 80s and in the 80s, man, and this is in the book, in the 80s, uh, uh, they had this um, marketing campaign going on about this is your brain on drugs. And, you know, that was the, um, they had the commercial dealing with the, um, the eggs and the frying pan. This is your brain on drugs. And they had a couple of different commercials dealing with the rats. One was on a wheel and one was, you know, they were drinking cocaine out of the water bottle and, you know, and then you had the ones going through the maze and you know what I mean? That was me, bro. It took me over 30 years to realize that I was the cocaine rat. You know, because I couldn't stop, you know, and you see the little mice in the commercial and they keep, you know, over and over going back, going back until one die. And that was me. I was so messed up in my addiction that I literally would smoke or snort and then see where my heart rate was. You know, and dudes around me and girls around me is like, dude, I'm good. I'm going to drink a beer now. I'm going to come down. I'm like, nah, y'all playing games. Let's get high. And they're like, dude, you want to kill yourself. And the reality is I, I, I did. You know, I really did. You know, when, 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 when you get to that point, you know, it's just it's imminent. You, you're going to do it. You know what I mean? You're definitely going to do it. You know, so for me, I keep that at the forefront of my mind. One is too many because once I turn that switch on, I am in the process while I'm in recovery. I'm in the process of rewiring my brain. You know, there's nights I, I'm just it's a beautiful day. And the next thing I know, I got a flashback for me getting high 15, 30, 20, 30 years ago because, you know, it still kicks up every now and then. You know, I'm rewiring my brain. So if I do it just one time, it's it's. It's going to be lights out for me, you know, so it's important that I don't, you know, 
Another chapter in the book is speaking about 90 meetings in 90 days. I think it's very imperative. You probably don't have to do, you know, 90 consecutive meetings, but I think it's imperative that when we get in, our, in you know, like when newcomers come into sobriety, that they really get connected. You know, it's like school. You know what I mean? When you first start school, you know, you got a couple of months that you go to school, Monday through Friday. You know what I mean? Then, you know, there's this homework on the weekend that's going to be due the next week. You know, so there's a couple of months consecutive where they start pounding these theories into your head and hopefully it becomes practice as time goes on. And that's the way that I view the rooms, no matter, you know, what the organization is, whether it's N-A-A-A-C-A, it doesn't matter. You know, when you are rewiring your brain, okay, to not get high anymore, to not use any substances whatsoever, and, and you're reframing your whole perspective on life, I just think it's a good thing to be around people who have been successful already. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm in training. You know, anytime you go to any kind of training, you deal with organized sports. When you had training camp, you had training camp with some heavy hitters that's taking their time out from their personal time, you know, to say, hey, these are the, you know, these are the what I like to call proven practices of the game. And those are the 12 steps, you know, to those whom it may apply to, you know. So when you go into meetings for 90 days in a row, 90 and 90 you know, you, you're meeting people, you're seeing people at the different stages. And that's a beautiful thing because it's like a damn university. It's like a master class, but it's free. You got people there at any given meeting who are on different levels. You got people, if I'm a newcomer, I'm going to meet a whole bunch of newcomers, right? Uh, I'm my first, you know, within my first couple of weeks of, of recovery, I'm going to meet those people. I'm going to meet people who just got a year. I'm going to meet people who got five, 10, 15, 20 years. So it's like, wow, you know, it's a master class and it's absolutely free. So I'm able to glean wisdom, you know what I'm saying, from people who have decades under their belt as well as everyone underneath them, you know what I mean? And be able to network with these people and use their wisdom to fortify my new growth and my recovery. And I think the meetings is like, you know, and right now, you know, I don't, I don't go to any physical meetings and be honest, I'm scared to death, you know, to get, you know, COVID, I'm just being real, but I do the Zoom meetings, you know, I love my Zoom meetings. It's the same level of spirituality. It's, it's not, you know, it's not tangible because you're not there with people, but the spiritual principles still apply because that's what the meetings are based on. And I just think, man, if, if you stop going to meetings, well, let me not say stop going to meetings. If you stop networking with people who are in recovery, and that's why I do love Instagram. That's why I love your podcast. I'll be checking yours out on IG. You know what I mean? That's not a meeting per se, you know, but that platform is being used to share the message. I go to a physical building to hear the message. You know what I mean? So it's a beautiful thing. The technology is available so I can still be in tune with the message. And, you know, we talking about different topics. So that's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? But I do uh, 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 like to go to Zoom meetings online and whatnot. And, you know, that all kind of organizations, you can look it up and all, you know, depending on what you're looking for. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. But I think the meetings are extremely important because no matter what you're dealing with, 
you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're dealing with internet marketing and then they got a, a, a power player coming into town, might have to pay for his conference. You know what I mean? If you're in the filmmaking, they got master classes for that. So it's like you want to constantly be in tune with people who are in your industry. But we're talking about the lifestyle of sobriety that's doing it well. You know what I mean? I just don't think that an addict can be successful by themselves. I just don't. You know what I mean? We go through too much shit. You understand what I'm saying? For us not to look outside. Plus, we're social creatures for a reason. You know, so I think that's extremely important. Here's a big one for me, man. Principles before personalities. Principles before personalities. When you were early recovery, let me let me let me say me. I'm from the streets. I'm from the hood. I'm from the Bronx, and I'm from Harlem, right? So you know the way that I was raised up, and the way that I view life now was totally different. But when you're in the streets, you don't grow. So when I was living that so-called street life, and I was infused into that culture, honestly, I still thought the way that I did twenty years previously. I wasn't growing. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't growing. So I was always looking at people from a certain perspective, like, oh, he's a lame. Oh, he's a this or she's a that. And I can get over because that's where I was at spiritually. So that's where I was at mentally. But when you get into the rooms, when you start living a life of sobriety, you got to put principles before personalities. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I was just like, you know what? Nah. I don't want that dude as my my um my sponsor because of and whatever excuse that I used at the time, it was based on his personality. Dude, it ain't about that. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about that. You know, if a person grows up in a different culture than you, if they're a different nationality, the principle is that man or that woman has so-called, you know, a certain amount of time under their belt of living sober. So it ain't about who they are. It ain't about, you know what I'm saying? Their sexuality, what music they listen to. Fuck that. It ain't about none of that. It's about have you lived life according to the program successfully and for how long? And can I follow in your footsteps, so to speak, so I can gain that wisdom as well? Those are the principles. You know, because some people live by the 12 steps, the 12 traditions. Some people have a loose program, whatever works for you, as long as you ain't getting high. And as long as you growing spiritually, as far as I'm concerned and becoming a better human being, I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? But it took me some time to understand that. And those are the spiritual principles. Like, you know what I mean? You might listen to rock music all day. Don't mean you can't be my sponsor. Are you living by these principles? You know, and um Recovery is a journey, not a destination. I like I like to speak about. Let, let's talk briefly about how we met. I we need backstory because now nah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, right? So um, I recently published an article. Well, Vance Shiflet recently published an article on his blog. My article it is um, recovery and sobriety is there difference. So I reached out to Brett. You know, because we we follow each other on 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 the gram, and he um I think it's just on my my sober slogans account. I don't think it's my personal, but that really doesn't matter. But um I reached out, 
<laughs> that was a light plug to the personal account, right? But I reached out, you know, and I'm 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 basically I'm reaching out to everybody. Hey, I, I need your opinion because I I write like I don't know if you write. Do you no. write, Brett? No, you don't write. Okay, <laughs> you don't write. But listen, doesn't matter because you you're about to understand the principle behind where I'm going. You don't write, but you're doing these podcasts, which shows me that you have a creative spirit, right? You're doing podcasts centered around recovery because there is a particular message that you have. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you know, your spirit leads you to use your creativity on a particular platform, which is popular, speaking about something that is heartfelt to you, mm-hmm. which obviously is recovery. It's the same thing as a writer. Any writer doesn't write just for them. They write to get a message out. So that was my purpose. And when I write and, and, and anything that I will be doing going forward, especially the book Sober Slogans, book one, Recovery Models We Love, honestly, it's to spark dialogue. I'm just being real with you. I don't write just to put it out there. I don't write to get a dollar. My topics, unless it is strictly for a dollar, you know how that <laughs> you know what I mean? But my topics, especially if it's centered around recovery and sobriety, is to incite thought and possibly, hopefully, to ignite dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So I sent the you know link out to people and I'm like, hey, let me know how you think. And I meant it. And the beautiful part about it was what? Yeah, talk, Brett. Talk. Yeah, we started, we started a conversation. conversation. You understand what I'm saying? And initially, if I'm correct, and if I'm wrong, let me know. But that just literally happened today. Yep. But you 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 looked at it from one perspective, and I, I respected your perspective. You know, and after I, you know, delved a little bit more into it and after you read the article, you came back like, "Ooh, you know, I didn't look at it from that perspective. And ain't about, you know, being right or being wrong. It's about sharing information so that we could all level up in the way that we perceive life and the way that we perceive how we're going to view ourselves with this newfound knowledge, you know. And, and that was a beautiful thing. I'm, I'm not even going to lie because there was another brother out of everyone that I sent the article to. There was only two people who were like, nah, I don't really see it like that. But you were the only person where the conversation. It grew to the point where, you know, mm-hmm. we are now and you allowing me an opportunity to express myself on your platform. So that's a blessing to me. That's why I do what I do. That's why I write. That's why the book is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Because to be honest with you, I've, I've never, and I'm not acting like I've been reading uh, 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 what they call quit lit. I just heard that term recently, you know, quit, you know, quit getting high, quit getting, you know what I mean? Quit lit. I just came across that terminology. I'm not saying that I've been reading quit lit, you know, for years. I was moved to write this series particularly because I believe in the power of words. I'm a linguist. I'm a writer. I, 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 am, I am like, I really believe in the power of words because I believe in the power of thought. I believe in the power of everything that we see from a physical perspective came from somebody's mind. But when it comes from somebody's mind, no matter what that language is that that person speaks, 
They have to speak to themselves before they utter a word at all. That's why positive affirmations are so important. You know, and that's basically the way that I view recovery models as positive affirmations, as things that we can say to ourselves constantly to keep it moving. This is why, you know, for for what, 40 years, these 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 models have been around. You know what I mean? They've been around for a reason and, and people all over the world can identify with keep coming back. Even people that don't even get high. I don't know if you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you probably experienced that. People that don't even get high, you can say certain recovery models and they'd be like, that's right. Keep coming back one day at a time. It's prevalent within the culture that we live in because there's life behind it. You know, there's definite life behind it. Chime in, man. I want to hear something from you, man. Talk to me, man. (laughs) Well, kind of going back to our conversation and how we started talking, I mean, I was I was initially drawn to you just because of, of the approach that you're taking of trying to understand what the actual words mean. What's the meaning of this phrase that I've said in my head a thousand times, trying to figure out like, what is it that, it, what, what truly is the message, you know? And that's one of the things that my sponsor has, has always been big on, you know, when I first started working with him, he said, all right, I need, I need you to get a, if you don't already have one, I need you to pick up a dictionary. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can do that. Like I, I always use my phone just to like search words real quick, but like I went and bought a physical mm. dictionary so I can like flip yeah. through the page, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, flip through the pages and like look up definitions. And so that, that was one of the things that like intrigued me when you sent that message. Cause it was like, okay, this guy's kind of on like the same wavelength as me. Cause I too like to try to figure out what words mean because I've found that, a lot of times I just assume the meaning of a word or I, I think I know the meaning of the word just based on the context of, mm-hmm. of how it's used. But a lot of times I don't actually know what the real meaning of that word is. And then, and then as I can piece together definitions and, and look at a, a sentence or a paragraph and, and have a knowledge of what those words mean. Now, all of a sudden I'm seeing a new perspective. I'm seeing, I'm getting a new understanding of, of the message that that's there in the literature. And it's like, Oh, I see why they mm-hmm. use this As word opposed to that, that word. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh-huh, Cause uh-huh. words, words have literal interpretations. Words have cultural connotations you know mm-hmm. and a lot of times we go by a cultural connotation i could use a word in this culture and it means this you could use the same word in your culture and it means something you know something different those are the connotations you know behind words you know i've always i've, I've just you know i've always been drawn to literature i've always been drawn you know to words and whatnot and i just believe when, when you really, really drill down some positive affirmations and you say, okay, this is how I'm living life now. This is what I'm seeing. You're going to be the same way that we're drawn to certain people. We're, we're drawn to certain people because their story resonates with us. You understand what I'm saying? It's like I'm, I, we were drawn to each other because, I mean, like I told you in text, you know what I mean? And I ain't just it's not about me bragging or anything like that because I'm just a regular guy. But the reality is this, you know, there's been several people 
on Instagram was like, yo, I saw a reel and, you know, or I saw this and I like your message and would you do this with me? And, uh, you know, and I, I do my little research on who they are. If they don't resonate with me, I respectfully pass. I don't have a problem helping any creator out that's 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 moving out there, you know, with the sober movement. I, I, I really don't. But I also have to resonate with your spirit. And that's just reality. I ain't, I ain't no... All right, now I can take it back to where I'm from. I don't ride the bandwagon. Where I, when, you know what I'm saying? When I grew up, that's what we used to call that. You know what I'm saying? Hopping on people's bandwagons. That really ain't my thing. I got mm-hmm. my own thing. My own thing is Jeff is living in this particular light right here. And if I'm not, you know, feeling your energy, even though we may on the service be talking about the same thing. But if your spirit ain't resonating with me, I'm going to give you the deuces and let you know, I, you know what I'm saying? I wish you well in your in your journey, but we can't collaborate on nothing currently because I'm just not feeling the vibe. That's just how I am. So it was a beautiful thing that me and you were able to flesh out that conversation. And now here it is. We had this opportunity because I'm going to be real with you. I've listened to a couple of the pieces. I like the way that you put them pieces, them clips on IG. You entice people. You understand what I'm saying? You, you got the picture of the person and the sound waves really draw me because I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm very visual. You know what I mean? So I like the way that you did that little sound waves when you got the little clip and there's been times, you know, how you scroll. Sometimes you have, you have the volume off, but that sound wave enticed me to turn the volume on and be like, yo, let me hear this little clip. And every time that I've heard somebody on your podcast speak, it resonated with me. And look, just today, now I subscribe to it. And that's a wrap. I'm a fan now. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding with you. Now, I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding with you. I want to hear every episode you got out already and going forward because it's food. You know, it's food. It's what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? You got different podcasts out there that's dealing with recovery, you know, and sobriety. Don't get me wrong. And I don't knock nobody that's doing right. But if it ain't resonating with me, I just... You know, I just, I just, uh, I'll pass on that, you know, briefly speak about what I mean from my perspective when I, when I look at what, what does it mean when we say recovery is a journey, not a destination. Bruh, bruh. And my babe, my babe, she, she, you know, she worked from home, she in the other room and whatnot. My babe, when I, when I wrote that chapter, my babe cried. I put, I put, I put, I put my heart into that chapter, you know, like she cried, man. She was like, I cannot believe this chapter here. This one really touched me, you know? So it's like, I believe, and this, this goes back to the article and our conversation that we had earlier. So I could flesh it out a little more right now, but I honestly, I honestly believe that recovery is the road that leads to sobriety. For me, my recovery is about, re- it's about, it's, it's, it's two to three, you know, fold. It's about regaining what I lost because when we recover something, that means we had it and now we're getting it back. Okay. You can look at it from that perspective. And that for me was my damn sanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That for me was, you know, my 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 level of humanity that I lost during active addiction. That was my respect for self, respect for the you know next human being. That was me being accountable, man, and fuck up for my actions. I, I, I apologize 
if you got to take the, you know, swears out, then take them out. I apologize, man. No, you're good, I man. I appreciate you. You know, that was me being accountable for my actions. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I could throw this on here. We was texting earlier before when we were both still at work. And, and, and you told me about, you know, your beautiful baby. And I told you that I lost my two young children, not lost them, but I lost contact with my two youngest because of my addiction. So now I got to stand up and be a man and be like, yo, what is this? What is this journey about? I have to recover the relationship that I had because I was there with the, you know, I was there. I, I, I cut the umbilical cord, like, you know what I'm saying? For both my, my, especially my two youngest children, not for my two oldest, but for my two youngest, I was there, you know, I raised them. And then, you know, I allowed my addiction to whisper in my head and I, I turned my head. I fell down a crack that just was a downward spiral. You know, Dante's Inferno for me, brother. You know what I'm saying? So I have to recover relationships that I lost. You know, when you go through something physically and the doctor is saying, you know, okay, let's look at a cancer patient. It's not just cancer, but cancer is the, the recovery is, is highly associated with cancer. I'm in recovery. I'm healing, you know, the cancer's in remission. I'm in recovery. If you're in sports and you hurt yourself, what happens? You're in recovery. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, recovery, it's, it's, it's the process of healing. It's the journey of self-actualization. And I'm, man, listen, I ain't trying to get esoteric, you know what I mean? But you know, that's just how I view it. So it keeps me moving forward every day to become a better me. But it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's not, you know, hey, we're going to Hawaii. You know, me and my babe next month going on vacation for a week to a beautiful place. We don't we got the itinerary. We you know what I mean? We know what the budget look like. We know what the activities look like. We know all that. We planned it out. That's a destination, bro. For a set period of time. Recovery ain't like that. It's a journey. There's going to be monsters on the journey. There's going to be ogres. There's going to be wildlings. There's going to be white walkers. There's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, but you don't know when they're going to pop up. You don't know where on this journey it's going to pop up. But what you better do is prepare yourself every step of the way. But what's going to really happen you're going to come across some battles on that journey that knock you backwards. You're going to have to sit down, get inside yourself, get up, and then fight an even bigger battle. That's the journey, bro. We all have a story. And everyone's story, as far as I'm concerned, is their own personal journey. When you're dealing with recovery, it's your personal journey. And this is why it's no set way to recover. The 12 steps and the 12 traditions may work for me. You might just take one here and take one there. I might live by the AA. I might live by the big book. I might wait, man. Listen, I might even have a tattoo of Bill W on my back. That's my journey for my recovery. Don't look the same for you, though. You know, 
And the reason why I believe it's a journey and not a destination is very simple. I gave an analogy a little while ago, but I'm going to make it even more simple. I'm going to simplify that. We do not know how our life will unfold. I do not know the places that my recovery is going to take me. And I mean that internally as well as externally. But I know it's going to make me a greater fucking person as long as I stay fast, as long as I'm steadfast on this fucking journey and I don't walk off of the trail. With a destination, I know exactly where I'm going, bro. You know where you're going. You know. You, you know what I'm saying? The destination, you know, it's like I'm going to Hawaii. Me and my, me and my, me and my babe literally thought that we were moving to Hawaii. You know, she had a proposal from a job, but she took another job, and we was like, Hawaii? Oh my God. It's a destination, bruh. And you know what to expect with that destination. You know what I mean? You know what the touristy things are to do. You, you just try to, you know, infuse yourself into the local activities if you can. Everybody that's a tourist really want to be local. I, okay, that's that's where the tourists go. But we're the local. We're the local action. That's the destination, bro. You know what the cultural mores are. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you try to do research on how to acclimate yourself during that brief time at that destination. A journey ain't like that, bro. A journey ain't like that. You better have your sword. You better have a dagger. You better have your slingshot because there's battles ahead and you don't know or you don't know when they're going to pop up. You don't know where they're going to pop up. But what you know is they're going to pop up, bro. That's a journey, bro. That's something that you just like, you know what? I'm waking up to this. I'm waking up to this every day. That's the way I view my life. I'm waking up to this every day. What I can expect is the unexpected, man. That is all I can expect on my journey is the unexpected. How unexpected was this shit? <laughs> right or wrong? Yeah, yeah, for sure. How unexpected man. was this? Yeah. And we go from a brief conversation to, man, listen, let's really kick it. That's unexpected. But that is the power of being in tune with knowing that you are on a journey. You on a journey. Your podcast is a journey. How many beautiful people? Oh, my God. I can, I, you know, I never envy anybody. You know what I mean? But I, I, I definitely salute you for having this platform because you get an opportunity to sit back and have conversations with people that's on a journey, bro. So, you you know what I'm saying? I'm sharing my journey with you. You sitting back like, dang, I don't know if you in the comics or all of that. Man, I got, man listen, I grew up in comics. You know, the watcher. I'm trying to remember who they, I think it was Silver Surfer and they had, they had the three watchers of the universe and they would just be able to sit back and they just watch what all kind of species are doing. And they, they understood the whole history of different species and stuff. That's, that's what you're doing, man. You're sitting back and you're watching people's journey, giving us an opportunity to express where we are at the time. That's just a beautiful thing, bro. But it's a journey nonetheless. When you woke up today, when I woke up today, I had no idea I'd be on recovery survey. No idea. But every day that I wake up, I expect the unexpected. I am excited. I jump out of my bed like, huh, what's the universe going to throw at me today? But I got my dagger. I got my sword. I got my potion. 
I got my invisible motherfucking uh, a cloak. I'm fortified spiritually with weapons so that no matter what comes my way, I can increase my level of awareness of me. No matter what comes my way, because when you look at big journeys, as far as movies are concerned, like I'm real big on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very big on that journeys. I love epics. And you know what I mean? Because that's a dramatization and representation of the everyday man and woman. That's all they do. They just dramatize it. But that's the internal battle that we all go through, bro. So that's why I say bringing it home. Hopefully I ain't rambled too much on that one. But that's the way that I view recovery as a journey and not a destination. And the last chapter in the book, which I'm going to say to you sincerely, thanks for letting me share. That's the last chapter in the book. I end the book off like that because anybody that chooses to sit back and, and, and read anything I put out, you know, and I told you that in the text as well. Like, wow, appreciate you taking the time, you know, to even read what I had to say. That's cool right there. I appreciate that. As you, you know, opportunity costs. You know what I'm saying? You could have chose to do something else with that time. You chose to read and that was a beautiful thing and I really appreciate that. You know, but bringing it home as far as recovery is concerned, man, thanks for letting me share. Thank You see, you, you know, people at meetings, they say what they have to say and they, thanks for letting me share. I appreciate you. That hit home for me because this whole program, man, is, you know, I said it a couple of minutes ago, man, and I honestly believe that it's impossible for any recovering addict to recover without the help of other recovering addicts. No man is an island. That's a famous quote. No man is an island. You know, when you use that from the perspective of sobriety, that is very true, bro. Ain't no way in the world with all the insecurities that I have. Look, look what happened. When we was filming, the Louise, we were recording a little while ago, the joint, and, and I want you to make sure that you put this on the podcast. The joint cut out, right? Your internet cut out. While we doing the podcast, first thought came to my mind. My insecurity came to my mind. Damn, I must sound like trash. Brett, Brett shut out on me. He ain't, you know what I mean? But if I was trying to walk my road of recovery by myself, I wouldn't be able to hear other recovering addicts speak about their insecurities and their inequities, inadequacies rather, pardon me, and how they get beyond that. If I ain't talking to nobody, then I'd be the one sitting back like everybody got it going on, but I'm the only one in recovery that's still feeling inadequate. But when we share our story with each other, we see that I don't care how different we may seem on the surface. We, we really ain't that different, bro. I'm tired of running my mouth. You got to say something now, Brett. I mean, you got to talk to me, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. I was just sitting back like you were talking about, just just uh, listening to your story. And, man, I'm so grateful that our paths did cross, that our journey, uh, you know, intersected today, man. Like, usually I'm, I'm more structured and I try to, like, schedule the interviews out. And, you know, there's, like, this whole 
I don't know. I don't want to say process because that makes it sound like <laughs> I'm somebody important. I just try. I just try to have a little bit of structure. Just little because structure ain't nothing wrong with structure, brother. <laughs> yeah, my my life is busy, so I try to like dedicate certain times to do the podcast and you know spend time with family this time. And you know, like I I, I try to keep things organized. And then we were just talking and and vibing, and I feel I just felt that connection that you were talking about. And it's like, man, I got to get Jeff on the show. I want to hear more about his book. I want to hear. I want the listeners to hear about Jeff. I want them to know what he's doing. I want them to hopefully get some of that same perspective change that I got just from our short conversation earlier in the day, man. And I I really truly am grateful that we made this connection and that you were willing to jump on here and, and share your time, share your message, share about what, what's going on in your journey, man. Cause that's, that truly is, you know, selfishly speaking, like that's one of the one of the greatest things about this platform that I, that I have is that I get to meet all these different people that I get to, you know, that our journeys get to intersect, that I get to hear their stories, that I get to hear what works for them. And, and just like you were talking about earlier, not, there's not one set way that works for everybody. So I get to mm-hmm. hear, you know, I get to hear the people that, you know, 12 steps work for them. I get to hear the people that are part of the different Buddhist programs that mm-hmm. work for them, the smart recovery, the people that aren't even in a program that have just, uh, you know, that are using like coaches or, mm-hmm. or meditation mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. That's what I do. That's what I do. You called it. I meditate every day. I try to meditate every day, but at least, at least, six times a week, but I'm, I'm getting real deep into meditation. I really am. It's a beautiful thing. And that, that, that truly does work for me, but I use meditation. I use, well, I use the resources that the universe puts in front of my face, man. I'm just being honest with you. You know what I mean? Your podcast, I'm going to be using your podcast. There's a couple of podcasts I currently listen to. You know what I mean? Any information that's going to fortify my spirit for me to become a better me. I use it. I use it, especially if I can engage. I'm an engager. I've never been, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I ain't the type of dude to just sit in the back of the meeting and not say anything. You know what I'm saying? That's just never been my style. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to say what I got to say. I need feedback. I need to bounce. I need to bounce my ignorance off of somebody's wisdom. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, man. And I'm, I, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful that we made this connection. I, I almost didn't reply when I, after I read the article and I like typed up my response, I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to send him this, this message saying that I don't necessarily agree with what he has to say. And, and there's like something in my spirit was just like, yeah, go ahead and send it, man. Like, you know, I, 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 I wanted to make sure that I worded it in a way where I, where I wasn't trying to come off as like, you know, like a know-it-all or that, mm-hmm. that, that you're wrong and I'm mm-hmm. right. But I wanted to, I wanted to send that message just and, and be like, you know, I, I see it from a different perspective. And then you responded and it was just like, we started this conversation and it was, it was a beautiful thing, man. And I, I really am grateful that you sent that message and, and sent that link. I'm reading it right now as you speak. <laughs> I was excited. The first, as soon as you said what you said, I gave it a thumbs up and I was like, discourse. Yes. You know what I mean? Let's talk. Yes, that because that, that's what it's about for me, bro. That's what it's about. It's about sharing. Still speaking about the same recovery model. Sharing. Thanks for letting me share. Wait, I mean, I was thankful that you read it in the first place. I was also thankful that you responded the way that you did because I didn't immediately 
Because if you remember, I said, this, I'm, I'm reading it. Yeah. I said, discourse, yes. And then I said, you know, I told you I was working right now and I told you I appreciated your opinion. You know what I mean? And I gave a, you know, a brief uh, 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 um, definition of how I saw it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, 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 you know, but I still, in between telling you how I saw it, I was working, but I still was thinking over, I chewed over what you said. You understand what I'm saying? Because the only way that I believe I'm a big believer in self-improvement. And that's a key word and that's a high trendy, but like when you get underneath all of that, getting to the principle behind what that means, it just means building ourselves up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm about, building myself up. And the one thing that I learned is that the only way that I can continue to grow is if I am willing to constantly challenge my own thought processes about my belief system, Mm -hmm. bruh. Because the day that I stop sitting back and analyzing the way that I think, I stop growing, bruh. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? The way, if, if I view life in a particular manner, like when I was in the streets, I viewed life in a particular way. If I never challenged myself I never challenged my belief system. I would still be that same dude smoking crack, looking crazy. But I believe that for those of us who are enthusiasts, love that. I love that term. I'm a sober enthusiast. I believe for those of us who are enthusiastic about our sobriety, we are constantly checking ourselves. And it's actually one of the damn steps. Number four, make a personal inventory. I don't know it, you know, verbatim and whatnot. You know where I'm going with that. But that's something that we have to constantly do. And the only way that you can make a personal inventory is to question your belief system constantly. This is the way I see this thing here. That's that thing. This is me. This is the way that I see it. This is my connection to that. This is the way that I view it. Okay. Now I practice that. Now I need to go back and view like a scientist what I have put out into the universe to see if it's beneficial for me. And if it's not, we need to go back to the drawing board. And think about that process again. That's what scientists do. We all scientists on a day-by-day basis. We have a theory. We put it in practice. But what a lot of us fail to do is what? Analyze the data. Well, and, and that makes me think of it. There's a line, uh, at least in the NA literature, that I the, that comes to mind when you're saying that. It says, take what you need and leave the rest. You know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of information out there, man. And and like we've been discussing, it might not all be applicable to me. It might not all work in my life. So I take what I need and I leave the rest. That's it. And brother. it also says in there somewhere that that we can that we're free to try things on an experimental basis. You know, so just because it works for you doesn't mean it works for me, but I got to, I got to get in there and do that experimentation. And that kind of goes back to your point too. I also have to keep coming back to see what other people are doing to help me come up with ideas of what to try. Mm -hmm. Cause I've tried things my own way. I've done it, you know, just like you've shared. 
I kept doing the same thing over and over and over again, man. Every time I tried something, my solution was always to get high. So I got to get that information from somewhere else. I got to keep coming back. I got to get that information. So then I can try mm-hmm. and figure out what it is that, what, what works in my life and what doesn't. So then I can keep those things. I can implement those things. And like you said, continue on in that journey, continue to build, continue to learn those spiritual principles. This is awesome, man. I mean, I'm serious. This is awesome. And what do they say? This is a meeting. What they say? When two addicts come together, two or more addicts come together, it's a meeting. So anytime you do an episode, that's a meeting, bro. I'm humbled, man. No, and I got I got to be honest, Brett. I'm humbled that I, I yielded to the call so I can start on my journey of self-realization, man. And I mean that. You know what I mean? And And the only way that I was able to do that is because other addicts shared. They shared when I acted like I was listening. They shared when I was acting like, when I was definitely not listening. They shared when they had me, you know, for a quick second and I was interested momentarily, but they shared over and over and over. Different characters played a very big part within this journey that I'm on. You're playing a part now. You know, and I, I'm 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 humbled, man, because it's like we are beautiful, man. This species, we 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 have so much potential, you know, but we we go through things during our, our, our developmental years, and we're very impressionable at that time, and it stays with us, and we develop these self-defeatist belief systems. And it's so crazy because, like, we're, we're paradoxes, man. We, we, we have the opportunity to be the greatest version that we could be of ourselves and at the same time, the worst version of ourselves. But I think it's beautiful. I, if you're in religion, people speak about the will and you know what I'm saying? And if you're, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of ways. There's the left brain analysis and the right, as opposed to the right brain. You can look at it like that. You know what I mean? You can look at it as far as you having a God and the devil on your shoulder. There's so many different ways you can look at it. But that is the paradox of our species. It is the beauty of our species that every day, if you choose to be a better version of yourself, you can as well as if you choose to be the worst version of yourself, you can. I choose to be the best version I can be, man, and move myself along my road, you know, day by day, bro. Because I done been the worst. You know what I'm saying? I have a story and you have a story, bro. We ain't, I ain't even hear your story yet, but, um, you know, I'm going to hear your story one day. We're going to chop it up about you. But just by you letting me know, a little bit about, you know what I mean? I know you're in recovery and I know that you're doing what you're doing. So guess what? You turn tragedy into triumph. You turn tragedy into triumph. How do you not champion a person that does that? In the midst of the same elements that made our story a tragedy in the first place because they're not gone. They're not gone. The ghetto ain't gone for me. Crack dealers ain't gone for me. Pimps and prostitutes, they ain't gone. They're still there. But what changed was the way that I view myself. 
the road to self-realization. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck is Jeff? They used to call me Jedi in the streets. For a lot of reasons. That ain't me, bro. My name is Jeff. I'm a recovering addict and a sober enthusiast. I'm enthusiastic about living a sober lifestyle, which is all inclusive. I ain't fucking with none of that dumb shit no more. I'm an all or nothing dude. And I appreciate this opportunity, man. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I really appreciate you giving me, you know, an opportunity to speak about the book. And that's all great. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm mostly humbled that just by you reading the article, like you don't even understand, like, because what I am about is putting forth my viewpoint for the sole purpose of seeing how can I be challenged by somebody? I don't do it for cloud. It ain't, you, you understand what I'm saying? I know when I set intention to write something, what it's about. This is the way that I see something. I'm going to put it out there in the public and I want discourse. This is what the great philosophers has done for fucking thousands of years. We know more so about the Greek history, you know, with Socrates and, you know, the Plato and you know what I'm saying? I got, got a lot of that under my belt as well. I love Greek philosophy and Greek mythology, but we don't know much about other cultures, but other cultures have done it, you know, uh, for millennia as, as well. But it's about discourse. It is about discourse. It is about having a conversation for us to sit back and say, this is the way that I view it. That's the way that you view it. Okay, I'm going to respectfully challenge the way that you view it. And I want you to do the same thing. We call that debating. You know what I mean? And that's a word that has a negative connotation. But in essence, debating is intellectual discourse. But when you hear debating, the connotation behind it is from a negative dynamic in romantic relationships, marriages, and you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they debate and they argue and they, and it ain't the same thing. You know what I mean? So I'm humbled again, mainly that you read the article and it led to the point where we're at now. I got to be honest, man. I'm, I'm grateful for it too, man. And, and you were sharing about the, the triumph to tribulation, man. And it made me think of this other thing that, that I picked up a, a few years back and it's one of the, one of the daily meditations and it's really stuck with me and it, it talks about good and bad feelings and it talks about just because something something that i label as good or bad it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good or bad for me so just because i feel bad about this situation just because i see this situation in a negative light doesn't mean that it can't have a positive impact mm. on my life and so, man, I, I, I think that that's exactly kind of the same point that you're kind of getting across is that just because we've had these negative events, we've had these, these things that, that we may label as negative or bad in our lives that we've overcome those. And we can now use those experiences to help other people, to bring positivity to the world, to let people know that there are, there's another way to do this, that we don't have to continue to live that same lifestyle. So I love that, man. I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I don't I don't think a person has really gained anything if 
once they attain a certain level of wisdom and it does not move them to share that message. Like, yeah, whatever you really gain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to a once you get to a certain level of self-realization, you get hit with that epiphany. You like, I got to share this with the next human being. I must. Because if that was not the case, stories would not have been told orally. It wouldn't have, ne- you know, it would not have never started with an oral tradition between uh, uh, cultures, you know, across the transatlantic. And from oral stories, we had to start writing it down in, in scrolls and hieroglyphics. And then from that, you know what I mean, to the printing press. And then from that, this, I mean, messages. Big messages are meant to be shared. There wouldn't have been a Buddha. There wouldn't have been a Nelson Mandela. There wouldn't have been, I mean, all the way to Barack, all the way to even Trump. There's a message that's intrinsic within every human being. And once you come to a certain epiphany, a certain spiritual awakening, if you will, the spirit makes you like <laughs> it makes you share that story, bro. Yeah. Like you, like you said earlier, we can only keep what we have by giving it away. That's it. How you going? How you going to like, I mean, come on, we got to be able to push it back out there, you know, into the universe. You know what I mean? And it's going to come back. It's going to come back. You know what I mean? And if we wrong, then we should stand correction and there's nothing wrong with correction. I may view certain, you know what I'm saying? I view something, you know, my girl always corrected me. <laughs> my girl's always correcting me. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, it's like this. She's like, it's really not. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really not. It's it's like this, dude, you know? But um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm happy in my life right now, man. You know, I know you happy with your bundle of joy. Woo! That is a beautiful thing, bruh. Yeah, man. You know, it's a beautiful thing, man. Mm-mm-mm. We're kind of kind of coming towards the end, man. We're about at the hour mark or so. For the listeners, will you tell them if they want to get in contact with you, maybe if they want to start up a conversation, maybe challenge your ideas, man, where can they find you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Let us know where they can find you, man. Ooh, I would love that. Challenge me. Challenge me. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm getting real heavy on my Instagram, man. I love my Instagram. So y'all, y'all can definitely get in contact with me at sober underscore slogans on Instagram, sober underscore slogans. You're going to see a picture of my, my little book there and whatnot, you know, um, but it's me, you know, and if you come over there, we, you can also, um, check me at, at Jeff Vickers, the writer on Instagram as well. You know, because I leave one for the book, you know what I'm saying? And one for personal, if I, you know what I mean? If it's about, and everybody, for the most part, that's on Sober Slogans is on my personal one because I deal with, you know, the brothers and sisters in the sober community and only really a few that I know personally. Um, You know, name of the book, the first book is Recovery Models We Love. You know, it's not published yet, but I'm definitely, you know, obviously drumming up conversation about it. It should be out probably next month. You know, I'll, I'll definitely send you a copy of paperback. You know what I mean? That goes without saying you showed love. That's nothing. And we can have discourse about that. You know what I mean? But I appreciate I appreciate you um 
allowing me to share my testimony on your platform, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. And anybody want to get in contact with me, you know, going forward, because I don't know, you know, who you got listening to you, but uh, listening on your platform. But um, they can also email me at SoberSlogans at gmail.com. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, and I'll say it again, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the discourse that we had, man. It was fantastic. I, I love having these conversations and, and getting to hear other people's stories and and getting different perspectives, man. I, I really, really, truly am grateful for your time and, and for what you shared today, man. I, I really do appreciate it. I boomerang that right back at you, brother. I mean that from my heart. I appreciate you, Brett. Jeff, thank you again for coming on the show today, man. I really do appreciate it. Be sure to check out his Instagram so you can follow along in his journey and get all the updates about his upcoming books. As always, his information will be in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.